starting with you all right oh good so the the premise of this is you have th 60 seconds I, it was originally 30 but i'm gonna give you guys 60 seconds to guess the person i'm thinking of okay you get no okay. hints you just have to ask questions until you have a guess and you get three guesses all right okay, sounds good actually you, you have unlimited guesses because uh, I, I feel like that's fair unlimited guesses you just got to guess the person that i'm thinking of all right aiden your time starts in three two one go is that an athlete Yes. Is it male? Yes. Wow. Wow. Does he play hockey? No. Does he play football? No. Does he play baseball? No. Soccer? Question mark. No. Does he swim? No. You're missing one of the big four sports. Seriously? What What am I missing? Am I so dumb? Hockey? Which one you Does he play basketball? Yes. Or did, Does he, he play did. for the Raptors? He did. No. Oh my gosh, he's retired. Um, did he play for the Lakers? No. Did he play for the Bulls? Uh, hold on, I'm pausing the time just because I need to. I need to. I need to pull up his uh, his history. <laughs> my um, God. Okay, so then it's it's not. Um... He did play for the Bulls. Go. He did play for the Bulls. Um, uh, is he in the Hall of Fame? No. And used to. Did he play for the Knicks? No. Oh. <laughs> you goodness. thought you had it. Yeah, I thought I did. Um, I'll give you an extra 10 seconds. I think I know who it is. He's one of the goats. That. Well, like, not really. One of the goats. Well, but, like, I, that's the thing. I don't know basketball that well. That's. All right. That's time. Ryan, what's your guess? Brian Scalabrine. Yeah, that's it. Oh, <laughs> was freaking too, uh, white. white okay, white mamba. Yeah, I I should have gotten mamba. that one. That was, but like the other thing is like if it was like a stupid football player, I feel like I could have gotten it. But like a stupid basketball player, that's like. Well, just wait to hear the next two eight. Well, so here the the thing is, as soon as you said he played for the Bulls, was retired, but wasn't in the Hall of Fame. There's only like a couple of them that aren't in well, the Hall of Fame. No, yeah, but I was thinking I, mean, like, I would have asked if he's a coach now because I would have guessed Steve Kerr as well. But, so that's that's also kind of what I was thinking. Um but yeah, I don't know. I couldn't I couldn't formulate my thoughts, but it's a, it's a fast minute. It's a fast minute. All right, uh Brady, do you want to go next or you want me to pass it on to Ryan? I'll give you the choice here. Uh I'll, I'll go. Ryan's already freaking right. winning before his turn. All right. All right, Brady. Ready? Three, two, one, go. Is it a person? Yes. I guess they're all people. Um, male. <laughs> yes. A athlete? No. Politician? No. Person in your personal life? Yes. Uh, a friend? Yes. Um, have you met them before? Yes. We okay. all have. Um, okay. Um, are they our age? No. Hmm. Older? Yes. Okay, here. Okay. What? We have, do we have an older friend? This is this is nuts. Um <laughs> uh, have we I think I know who this is as well. <laughs> older friend. Um is he related to any of us? No. Okay. Um oh, okay. <laughs> has he Oh, okay. Um is he from Ontario? Yes. 
you live in our Sorry, neighborhood? That's time. Do you have a guess? Uh, oh, no, I guess. Do... Wait, Brady, do you have a guess? Okay. It's freaking jumpy right now. Uh, an older friend lives in the neighborhood. Uh, doesn't live I'm in the neighborhood. Put... Doesn't live in the neighborhood. I'm gonna put mine in the chat. Don't. Don't. Yeah. Not yet. What's wrong with everybody right now? Like, do you not understand? <laughs> yeah, no, just, I know. Let, let I... Freaking, let yeah, yeah. Brady just. Guess. No, I'm not gonna send it. I'm just gonna start typing. Like... <laughs> Blind spots typing too. Brady, what do you got? <laughs> I don't like. Uh, I, I I don't think this person exists. This is crazy. This is, um, this is a long I'll, sixty seconds. I'll just it's say. Uh, I'll uh, I'll just say um, uh, BJ. Nope. Aiden, what would you guess? <laughs> I was gonna say Andrew Bailey. It is Andrew Bailey. <laughs> ah, let's go, baby. Why are we getting each yeah, other? <laughs> That's what Ryan I got it. <laughs> Ryan got it too. But to be fair, to be fair, I I don't think I've ever met him. So that's, kind of, I I I, I, even... I kind of fucked the dog there. But then I was like I was like I can't say Aiden Brady and I have met him because like that would just give it away. Immediately. Yeah, that's true. And so that's Brady, I'll give you a pass on that one. Partly my bad. That's All right, horrible. Ryan, you're up. Ready? No, but I feel like it's so easy to guess other people's, and then when you're doing it yourself, you just you just get into a mental block. Dude, a minute goes by quick. Like I look down, and and it's just it's just gone. Um, but all right, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna like I'm gonna sound like an absolute bot here. Just like you're fine, straight up. You'll be fine. You should get this one. Not to put any pressure on you, we should get this one. All right, all right. Three, two, one, go. It's Sidney Crosby. No. Ah, okay. Is it an athlete? No. Is it a male? No. Uh, okay. Is it a female? Yes. Okay. Well, I don't um, want to say. Is... Can I guess? <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> is it a like a is it like a movie star or like a some no. sort of like superstar type thing? No. Okay. Is it someone we know? Yes. Is it someone our age? Yes. Did we go to high school with them? Yes. Uh, did you go to middle school with them or elementary? The same no. Thing? So no. did I go to middle school with him? I don't think so. You might have. I think so. That went to our I high think school? So. I think so. I think so. Uh, okay. Uh, what about, did it go, did they? Yeah. Oh, I don't know, man. Did we grow <laughs> up with them? Like, did, did, they, did they play sports as a kid? No. Well, no. Uh, yes, 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 yes. I'll give you another 10 seconds because I fucked that one up. Yes, okay. she did. <laughs> this literally could be anybody. There was 1,400 people in our high school. <laughs> All right, that's it. That's a minute 10. Aiden Brady, do you guys know who it is? Yeah, I'm, I'm like, I'm 90% I mean, sure I know who it is. What do you, what, who do you guys think it is? Aiden, you go first. Well, Three, okay, two, wait, one. wait, wait, wait. Is, is Ryan going to guess first? Like, he should be able to guess first, I, I, right? Yeah, yeah, actually, I can Ryan, guess yeah, his Ryan. guess. Yeah, go ahead. Give us I was just the only person that we didn't grow up with that played sports is a girl went to high school with us, but didn't go to elementary school with either set of us because you guys all went to school together was Lindsay. So that'd be the guess. It's Lindsay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was really hoping you didn't get that one because that would have been funny if you didn't get your own girlfriend. That'd be, that'd be pretty solid. Well, yeah, really I'm like, it, it, could, it literally could have been guess. anybody. <laughs> it was, yeah, it was a lot of people, but. All right, okay, everybody, wait, wait, wait. Welcome back question. to Kate's podcast. Question. Oh, I have a quick yeah, question. How the heck was Brady's Andrew Bailey? Ryan's was his girlfriend, and mine was Brian freaking Scalabrini. Yeah, but everybody <laughs> went zero for three on their own, <laughs> okay, and then fair. and then two for two on oh, the one. No, I went, I went three for three. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's three. 
but like Ryan is also the smart one, so I fair mean, enough. That, fair that, enough. that checks out. Yeah, I, I accept the terms and conditions. There are multiple different types of I was trying to, I was trying to find somebody like funny for you. Like I, I was gonna do Junior Lake for Brady, then Andrew Bailey for you, but I didn't know enough about Junior Lake, and he doesn't even, have probably doesn't even have would, a Wikipedia page. I would not get that at all. Yeah, no. Um, but yeah, well, well, through, put you through the ringer right to start. Got got a little bit heated. Uh, well, not really, but got intense. Have a day. Why not? Have a day. Why not? All right, if everybody. I was making the questions, I would have. Uh... <laughs> I would have I would have given Brady Josh Donaldson. <laughs> yeah, but that's, that's too easy. Like I could have given you Sidney Crosby, I could have given Aiden Cleo Mack, but that's too easy. It's not not fun. Yeah, well Donaldson isn't as easy as the other two. Yeah, but like Anyways. Anyways, welcome, back. Welcome, welcome back to the Case Punt Podcast. We'll say we got all four of the boys, Aiden, Brady, Ryan, and myself, Keyshawn. Um, and we have we have a pretty pretty fun football episode today. It's the off season. Brady, do you want to take us to what we're doing? We are going to recap free agency pretty much we're gonna go through our our each of our teams um go through what moves they made whether we liked it um something maybe and you can just speak your mind you don't have to follow a script or anything just um what, what did you like about your team's moves what you what you didn't like maybe what you wish they did or wish they didn't do um how this might set set you up differently for the draft that you didn't think would happen before free agency started and then We'll conclude with just going over some of the big names that aren't on our teams, but signed other way, um, signed with other teams that might make an impact with those teams. So uh, we'll start with Quiche and the Carolina Panthers, um, probably one of the more busier teams this free agency. Uh, take take us through it. All right, so we'll start March 9th, and we'll go in chronological order. March 9th, we tagged Taylor Martin. I think that was like one of the biggest things we did all off season. He's a like a, a stud of a left tackle, uh, or right tackle so i think i think he was just or no i think he does he plays both sides i think he's left tackle anyways it was key to bring him back our offensive line wasn't great last year but he was one good spot uh so i am happy to have him back uh march 11th we signed greg olson and thomas davis to one day contracts so that way they can retire to all-time panthers happy that we did that that's just a classy move by like in a football organization gotta love it uh in terms of like some of the bigger releases we released trey boston which was I kind of saw it coming. His cap number was pretty big, so like it, it just kind of made sense. Um, and then we also cut Lyram Brady. How do you say his last name? I have no idea. I just say Hallelujah. Yeah, Lyram Hallelujah. It's absolutely not Hallelujah, but like he was a Ty Cats kicker, so that was a that was one to note for us. Um, and JJ Jansen is one of the other smaller signings. That's he's the longest tenured uh, Panther. So before we get into the big ones, just want to give big ups to JJ Jansen. The Triple J, you know, always got to have, always got to have him on the squad there. Um, but in terms of, in terms of the big name free agents, uh, we started out with uh, Pat Elfline and Cam Irving, not big names, but they are guards. Uh, so they will, they will definitely help. Uh, offensive line depth is always important to have. There's no, there's no group of people that is like on the field more often. You're going to have injuries on your offensive line. I mean, offensive line depth is always so important. Um, Elfline and Irving have had some ups and downs. They've showed flashes of potential. They've showed a lot of, you know, kind of Eric Flowers uh, circa last or two seasons ago. So it'll be interesting, but offensive line depth is always welcome. Uh, we have also signed pass rusher Hassan Reddick coming off 12 and a half sacks last year. He was, he was coached by Matt Rule when he was at Temple. Um, and Aiden was Aiden was higher on him. I wasn't as high on Hassan Reddick, but obviously now that he's a Panther, I think he's the best pass rusher in the league. You guys know how I am, the most biased person on the planet. Um, 
Uh, don't clip that, please. I, that's going to get used against me, isn't it? Uh, but I think yeah. I think it's a good signing. Our pass rush has just gotten unbelievable. With uh, I think about Brian Burns, Derek Brown, Yir Gross Matos, and now we add Hassan Reddick to that mix. Like it's 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 pretty hefty. And we also added a uh, defensive tackle, uh, Morgan Fox. I think he's a hybrid defensive tackle, defensive end. Came from the Rams, six and a half sacks last year. Defensive line depth. You've got to love it. You can play him inside with uh, with Derek Brown, and I, this defensive line is becoming a threat. But also, front seven, we signed Denzel Perriman, who's a solid two-down linebacker at the very least. He can play three downs. He has some pass coverage ability. But I think two downs, stopping the run, leader of a defense, bringing a veteran presence that's not even that old. I'm pretty sure he's only like 28. Uh, don't quote me on that, but he's still pretty young. Um, got it. Got it. Got to love that signing. You know, get get a guy that has. We haven't had a guy since Luke Keekley, which obviously wasn't that long ago. But like, we need a we need a guy to to really be the the centerpiece of this defense. There's so much young talent. We need an, we need a veteran leader, and I think Denzel Perriman like plays that role perfectly. He's a hard hitter. He's great in the run game. I think our pass coverage can actually be pretty decent with um with how much pass rush we're going to be generating, and then with with Denzel Perriman like stopping the run and queuing on the run. Like our, it's going to take a lot of stress off our DBs, our safeties, and our coverage backers. So that way we can actually, you know, get some interceptions, play some good defense. And so it's it's already been that's like already a ton of signings. We stop there, I'm happy. But we then we sign uh, wide receiver David Moore from Seattle. He's essentially going to be replacing Curtis Samuel, who left. We'll get into his contract later. Happy that he got a bag. Um, Curtis Samuel has been a, been a stud of a of a player for us, so that's been great. Uh, but David Moore, he comes in. He's a good slot receiver from Seattle. Um, so I'm excited to see what he can do. And then I think I think probably my favorite signing after the the the, the Denzel Perriman signing is Dan Arnold. Tight end last year, we had Ian Thomas, who I think was like a, a solid tight end, but I he just like he just like wasn't enough. So I think signing Dan Arnold, who um, we had somebody say that he was going to be the best receiver on the Fal- or on the Cardinals last year. Shout out to you. You know who you are. If you're still listening to the podcast. Um, but I think Dan Arnold comes in. He he's a he's a receiving tight end. Uh, so he'll just be another option for if we draft a quarterback or 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 trade for one or whatnot. We have we have we have weapons in Carolina and we have a building defense. The future is bright. And then we signed uh, linebacker Frankie Wuvu. I think he's just a depth guy. I don't think he's ever going to see much playing time. And uh, we signed Amendola, but it's 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 Matt Amendola, the kicker, not the receiver. Um, I was kind of uh, kind of thrown off by that. I did not I did not know Matt Amendola even existed, but I'm happy he's on the squad. He's going to be competing with Joey Sly in camp, but Sly's going to win that one pretty easily. But it's always good to have kicker competition. Don't want to, you know, double doink a playoff game or something like that. I don't don't. Uh... Sorry, sorry, Aiden. Um, but I think. In terms, in terms of signings, I am very happy with the Panthers offseason. And they said they're still not done. There's still some guys out there. Steven Nelson is a guy that I want. Richard Sherman, just some extra corner depth. Um, so to sign one of those two would be an A-plus offseason for me, and we still haven't even hit the draft. We have the eighth pick in the draft. We have early picks. I think like we, we have this is a start in the right direction. For me, between this and the Patriots, and which is which is what Brady's going to get into, it's 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 like it's like a Madden offseason where you're the only user in the franchise. Like you're, we're signing everybody, and then obviously there's going to be those players that just like don't accept any contracts and they end up in free agency week one because Madden sucks. But like, you know, I I think I think this is a very really successful offseason for the Panthers. We're going to be a threat. We're going to be a threat next season or maybe two seasons, but like we're going to be a threat soon. 
it's 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 coming together i'll give you that it's uh um, yeah it's, it's coming together i i like what the panthers are doing um I've, I've been saying that all along you know i think they're building it the right way you know kind of through the defense yep and you have your weapons ready on offense for when that quarterback comes around um because deshaun watson didn't work out seemingly um we don't know his whole situation but i get the trade didn't go through so yet so that didn't happen and then if a quarterback falls to you at eight or if you trade up and get one maybe that's what you know that's the missing piece or i think develop the defense now and then when that quarterback does come in then you'll be ready to kind of go a bit more all in and hopefully that's timed up perfectly with tom brady leaving tampa bay um saints continue their decline and then you can just run the division yeah, we're, like, I mean, it's a young core, right? Like, think about DJ Moore. Uh, Robbie Anderson's up there in age, but, like, I feel like DJ Moore can be a solid number one receiver, but I like him as the number two behind Robbie Anderson. It's it, And it's it, everybody's young, like Morgan Fox, Hassan Reddick, Denzel Perriman, uh, Taylor Martin. I think Dan Arnold's even young. David Moore's pretty young. So it's we're building this team. We're building it the right way. We get a quarterback at eight, or if we have to trade up, that's fine. But I think, I think like, for me, having an impact quarterback, like like getting the trading up, like with our second and our third picks, like to trade up and get a guy like Justin Fields, or to guarantee that we get Trey Lance, I think that is super important than getting like those extra picks later on, because there's not too many more spots we need to fill. Sure, we're gonna have some misses, make maybe some guys like Derek Brown, maybe he takes like a big regression. Yeter Gross Matos, maybe he doesn't pan out, but like we have a lot of places that are set in stone. Like let's go in, let's get this quarterback, let's get him developed, get Tom Brady out of the league in six years, and then we're and then we're and then we're buzzing. Yeah, yeah. Aiden or Ryan, do you have anything to add to the Panthers free agency frenzy? Anybody no, want to I mean, hype up was, pump uh, my tires a little bit? Well, it was impressive to see them go out and they got a bunch of players. They did exactly what they need to do, and like I've said, like before and like past. Uh, past recordings like i'm jealous of the place that the panthers are in and that they're gonna be because like all these young players they they like to congregate like they see what's happening in um young organizations and especially with like matt rule just seems like like i don't know he seems like a barn burner like that guy is like he goes out and he gets what he wants he seems like he's gonna be great for the future of carolina um and like it's already shown with what he's done in this free agency um but yeah i think like i think one of the big like one of their biggest signings this offseason was definitely Hassan Reddick like i know you talked about it but like the guy's an absolute stud and pairing him in an already young like athletic linebacking core like it's it's going to be scary to see what they can do next season like to like have to face Brian Burns on one side, Hassan Raddick on the other, Derek Brown coming from the middle, Yurgos Matos coming from somewhere, who knows where, and like Jeremy Chin can still blitz. Like, don't forget Shaq Thompson is still there. Like, it it is becoming like a, a a scary scary defense in terms of the pass rush. Secondary could use some work, and I will I will be the first to admit that Dante Jackson I think is a great number two cornerback. Don't think he has what it takes to be a number one unless he takes a massive jump. Um. But I'm I am I am so excited to be a Panthers fan right now, especially with the Penguins on the decline. Like it's nice to have like one another team that I can cheer for, and like cheer for deep in the playoffs. Although the Penguins mm-hmm. are Stanley Cup this year, let's be real. Um, yes. I, oh, wouldn't, one of, one of, I wouldn't. One of, okay, yeah, go ahead. 
yeah, one other thing I wanted to mention, uh, we re-signed John Miller. Uh, he is he was a 14-game starter for us last year. I think he missed two games with injury. So offensive line wasn't great last year, but to bring guys back, to have depth, always good. O-line depth is always good. I was going to add, like, if I were you, I wouldn't even worry about having a not the best secondary because look at the Bucks. They were ranked 32nd in the league last year. Sure. They were the the worst secondary of all time. They were all young. I think they were all freaking 23 years old. And um, that was their obvious weak spot, right? But, you know, after a few years of working together and learning the playbook and knowing who, you know, the strengths and weaknesses of every player, like they all came together and they, you know, you, you hold a team like the Chiefs to no touchdowns. Like, it, it, like even if you don't have like household names, you're not bringing in Richard Sherman, um, you can still make it work just by playing together and, and developing the players the right way. And so hopefully Caroline does that. And, you know, if they do add somebody in a trade draft, um, free agency, then that, that'll help. But uh, yeah, I wouldn't be too concerned, you know, start, 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 start in the trenches and work your way out and uh, go from there. All right. I agree. I think our biggest our biggest worry is the quarterback position going into next season. Teddy Bridgewater yes. was good, but don't forget we also do get Christian McCaffrey back next year. Yes. And like people people have been writing that guy off, being like, "Oh, he's injury prone. He's had one big injury, and it happens." And it was like it was it was it was two that compounded. He he has a full season off. He comes back fully healthy, ready to go. I'm mm-hmm. I am excited for this team next year. I cannot wait to be a Panthers fan. Every 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 player in the world has had injuries before. It doesn't mean they're injury prone. But yeah, uh, Tom Brady tore his ACL once. The injury prone? <laughs> no, he has seven seven Super Bowls. Like kick rocks, man. Yeah. So yeah, I'm as a friend of Quiche, I am excited for him. Yes. As somebody that cheers <laughs> for a division rival, probably not so much. But I mean, you got the future. You got the present. I'll take the future. Well, like yeah, I'm 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 just here. Uh, I'm so a, I'm a temporary on. division rival. Yeah. I hate the Saints more. Like I hate I I hate the Saints way more. And Falcons are neutral. If they beat us in the Super Bowl, maybe I wouldn't like a, like them as much. But uh, sure. Yeah, Brady, why don't, why don't you go next? Is the Patriots Patriots also made a ton of moves this off season? Yeah. Um, we can leave Aiden and Ryan to talk about their off season in thirty seconds. Yeah. Uh, real quick, I'll I'll do the Bucks and the Patriots, but yeah. the Bucks, they, I mean. Not again. They re-signed every single player. Um, at least on defense, they brought back all their starters that started last year. Um, that means uh, Shaq Barrett's back on a on a big contract. Levante David's back, um, and then depth. All their depth players at linebacker and uh, defensive tackle. So that, they're very set on defense. Uh, they brought every everybody back, um, which I thought they would. So you know, defense first. Um, and offensively, they brought back Gronkowski on a one year. Um, they got their their kicker Ryan Suckup back, um, and I think Suckup was one of the more valuable free agents to bring back because um, if if you watch football, you know how valuable a consistent and clutch kicker can be. I think we can all speak to that. Um, definitely overlooked in the league or by fans at least, but um having those kickers that can drill that, you know, 51 yarder within the fourth quarter, or they can, they'll hit every single extra point because we see how often they miss and suck up last year was just, he, he was pretty automatic. Um, and it, it came in handy in a ton of games. So I'm really happy they got him back and didn't, didn't have to go get some random plug who wouldn't do that well. 
Um, and they re-signed Nadamakan uh, Sue yesterday, which is huge. Um, I'm very, very glad they got him back because um, with him and Vea in the middle, that just allows one-on-ones for JPP and Shaq um, all day long. So, like, I like Sue and Vea should get, like, half a sack every single time there's a sack because it's their work that kind of opens up the edges or opens up a hole for Devin, Devin White to, to fill in. Um, currently for, <laughs> sorry, sorry. <laughs> currently Fournette and Antonio Brown are still free agents. Um, honestly, like I'm fine if they go anywhere else, I think they'll be okay. Uh, it's it, obviously it's, it's a better team with them, but, um, if they don't have the, if they don't have the cap or they don't want, they want a lot of money. Cause I think they can, they both proved last year that they can play. Um, so I'm, I'm sure they can find a deal elsewhere for more money than the Bucks are willing to uh, to shell out since they don't have any. But um, well, yeah, they can. We'll see. We'll see what happens with those people. Uh, yeah, but I, the Patriots. I just, I just can't. I can't believe. Sorry, just about the Bucks. I just can't believe they brought back so many people. I just wasn't expecting it, but they brought back pretty much everyone. Mm-hmm. And like, like you, you make the point of mentioning like uh, playoff Lenny. Like he was unbelievable in the playoffs, but Ronald Jones wasn't healthy, right? Yeah, he um he was injured a couple times. His quad was acting up, and he, he injured himself in warm-ups one, one for one of the playoff games. And and so usually Rojo started the whole year as he should be. You know, he was a thousand-yard rusher, um, really young, powerful, powerful back. But when Lenny had to he had to go in the when he had to show up in in the playoffs, he really did th- show up. And he had some huge runs and really proved that he is clutch consistent has great poise so a lot of teams could use that power back yeah i i I mean i think like it it just i just don't see him leaving to be honest with you like it just makes sense for him to sign back but i'll let you go go into it with the patriots there's a lot a lot to talk about there we'll see if they want to run it back or if they um want to get a bag who knows who knows what they want because they already have the ring so sometimes people get the one ring they're like you know what i want to go get paid yeah, but we are pretty late in free agency, so we will see. Uh, yeah, the Patriots. So thank God they kind of went out and did something. It was a pretty lackluster year last year. Um, yeah, you brought in Cam Newton, but it's he can only he could only do so much with the lack of weapons they really had. Um, so I wanted them to really get a tight end, any of the tight ends, whether it was Kyle Rudolph, Hunter Henry, Janu Smith. Um, Zach Ertz, one of those people, but they went out and got Janu Smith and Hunter Henry, both giving them $12.5 million for um, three years for Henry, four years for Smith. I think that's, I think it's an overpay for both. I don't know if that he just did that because there was, they were both in high demand and he just wanted to lock them up first day. Um, do, do you think that was the case, Keish? Or? Honestly, I don't know. Cause I think Honestly, like Bill, one of Bill Belichick's like best offenses was when he had uh, Hernandez and Gronk. And, like, running those two twin tight end sets was pretty much unstoppable. And you have two great receiving tight ends in Jonu Smith and Hunter Henry. I don't think it's as much of an overpay. They have the cap. They brought in – they re-signed Cam. They're giving him weapons. I think this is a really, really good move. I was so annoyed when they just signed all the tight ends, and I'm still expecting them to somehow manage to get Zach Ertz. But, like, it, it, is, it, is, a, it is a great move. And, I know, like, at 12 mil is a lot, sure. But like, what are the what are the years on them? It's not long term, isn't it? It's a three for Henry and four for Smith. 
Yeah. So that's, uh, I, I guess that is kind of more long-term, but like, that's, uh, I, I think those are fine contracts, like, especially cause like you don't have any super big name rookies coming up that need, that are going to get bags. Like if you're talking like your last first round pick was, uh, Nikhil Harry, he's not going to get a big bag if he even gets one. Who's the first no. round pick last season? Uh, I don't know. Look, there's our first rounders, Isaiah Wynn, Nikhil Harry, Sony Michelle, um, what's his face? Uh, JC Jackson was a undrafted rookie. Uh, so JC Jackson will get a bag eventually. Isaiah Wynn should solid. be pretty solid. I don't think we've really seen much of him yet, right? Uh, he's he's a, a competent tackle. Like, he's he's decent. Yeah. I don't, you know, it, and we had this discussion, or I think it was you and me or Aiden and I, who said um, sometimes the, the, like the, the expectations for a first-round tackle or offensive lineman are so high. Like, you have to be like a Quentin Nelson. But, like, if you're just a, you start every game and you're 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 pretty good like that's you know that's all you can i think it was with Aiden because we're talking about eric fisher mm-hmm. and um, i was just about to mention him i was literally just about to mention eric fisher sure he wasn't the best guard to ever play the game but he was like a franchise guard who started like all the time for a decade like that's that's amazing value because he was first overall and it's like oh well you gotta right he was first overall is that, is that why i'm talking about yeah. that yeah so um it's like uh, people expected him to be, you know, the best person of all time, but it's like, well, they got their freaking picks worth because he was reliable, consistent over 10 years. Um, you know, you, you want, at, at, especially at the offensive line position, you want just like stability and... Um, you want like, consistency. You need consistency at the offensive line. That is the most important thing. Yeah, so and, I think... And I, I mean, you get that with Isaiah Wynn, and I think that's perfect. Um, I mean, and it, it, I mean, let's be real. If that that's kind of better than having a... A Quentin Nelson, who well, not better than having a Quentin Nelson, but like better for the cap situation. Like when you realize that, like you know, these guys that are these tight ends that are making twelve mil a season, it's not that big of a deal when you have nobody else coming up that's on it that's going to need a bag. I think, I think they're, I think it's fine. I think it's smart contracts. Oh yeah, lots of smart contracts. I guess like Unwenyu, our rookie from last year, um, he's going to get paid the best. He was he's good. In, he's in his second year. Like he challenged Worfs for best offensive lineman. Um, yeah, he, he was a third round pick, correct? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, it was, it was, it was, it was not first, maybe second, but uh, he'll get paid. But that's you know that's in three years or whatever it is. Um, and especially if they move on um, from Gilmore, um, in his eighteen million. Um, I think if the Patriots, this this would be more of a draft talk, but I was thinking about it today. Like he could be in like a a draft package to move up in the draft. Um, I've seen a lot of reports that Patriots are going to try to move up. Because now that they have finally have pick fifteen, and they they kind of went all in on free agency, like may as well try to move up in the draft, get get a top receiver or maybe even a a quarterback. Maybe it depends where they. I move. wonder if they. I wonder if they even like really need to move up in the draft because there's a lot of reports of Devonta Smith and his weight, like yeah. having him drop down pretty far. Jalen Waddle should still be there, and then maybe Jamar 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 Chase will not not be there, yeah. but like. Um, like I mean, maybe the, move, maybe move up for Jamar Chase. There's so many needs that teams have, like yeah, quarterbacks and receivers. So like, be gone. I but mean, like, I, can you imagine a uh, 15 and Stephon Gilmore for eight? Yeah, that's on. That's on talking. About. Like, would you? I was going to ask you that actually, because like, I know I think the Panthers should stay put. See if a quarterback falls to them. If not, Kyle Pitts. Like, why not? Yeah. Um, like I don't, I don't. But like, would you take that, like Gilmore, and the fifteenth? I don't know. Plus, plus like a third or something, because like the Patriots have a ton of picks. So 
I'm hoping like maybe maybe Justin Fields has like a a reoccurring toe injury that's not a big deal and he drops to 15 at that point. But like, I don't know. I'd have to I'd have to think about it because like the quarterback class next year is not as good. And I think I think like if you're if you're gonna test out a quarterback, the best way to do it is have a rookie quarterback because they're on a rookie contract, and that is the most important thing. Because having a quarterback on a rookie contract is when you can win your Super Bowls. Yeah. Um. So it, it it'll 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 be interesting. I like I I'll uh, Brady. We'll talk about that. Remember remember to talk about that uh, on the draft day episode because that yeah. that's something I want to come back to. You also got yeah, wonder like. like- do many teams actually want Stefan Gilmore because of his age and how much yeah. like cap space he eats up? So like that's another I, question I that would be. I think well, he only has a year left or two. It's not like you're committing. It's more No, I know, I know. He's, but it's he's like still very, very solid. Him and there's like I forget the stat, but it was him and Jair are the only players that do whatever the last couple of years. So But no, I and know, like, but like think about it like like let's use that exact example that you just used like moving up from 15 to 8 like that's that's a significant jump right and of course like the patriots would be giving up a significant part of their defense as stefan gilmore would be in like on any team in any db unit but it's like realistically that player that you're giving up uh to move down in the draft for Stefan Gilmore cuz like let's let's think about it this way like is Stefan Gilmore going to take a significant pay cut in the next year probably not cuz like he will still probably think that he is the best corner in the league am i wrong to say that like do you think he's going to take a big enough pay cut to make sense to sign him long term after that so that you can keep him or by you moving down in the draft to take potentially a player that is like far less able than someone that you could have drafted at eight, like, is it really worth it? It's just, I think a matter of if, if, if the Panthers are in a situation where the, the top three, um, three or four, cause like you never know what the jets are going to take, what the Eagles are going to take, what the Falcons are going to take. They've all been in the mix for getting quarterbacks. Um, I don't think the Eagles should, by the way, but because they have Jalen, but they might not be sold. They might not be sold on them, anyways. Um, but the Panthers could be in a position where it's like, holy crap, only Mac Jones is left. Um, and let's say they they don't go for Kyle Pitts or whatever. Um, they could be in a position to to move down. Um, and if the Patriots and like the Patriots would be doing it, you know, for for cap space plus, um, getting one of the one of the big receivers or. Um, what what have you? I think they should just stay put. Maybe move up within the ten to fifteen realm. Um, maybe they really want Micah Parsons, um, another toy for Belichick to have. Maybe they want to make sure they get Waddle or something like that. Who knows? Parsons just ran a four three today. Yeah, he's he's looking. Oh. I saw his I saw his drills. They he looks unbelievable. Like dude, he's he's ripped. Eh, like he he did all his workouts without a shirt. He's a monster. Yeah, and that's like. I guess all his allegations have kind of died down. I don't, like, I don't like it, nothing was done about them, so I guess they just kind of went away. So I don't know if teams are still passing on him or not. We'll I don't think so. Like you can't. I don't know, man. With stuff like that, like you, it's so hard to pass on a guy like that. Like you just, oh, I don't know how you could be a GM and like look at the allegations and then look at this guy's like workout and be like yeah we're not gonna take this guy right like that would just be oh 
I I don't know, man. I would hate to be the GM I, that has I don't to pass think, on him. I don't think it hurts. Yeah. I don't think it hurts his draft stock, to be honest with you. Like it's it's one of those things. Like think about it. Like uh, Gross Matos was involved in that apparently too, and there's like some other guys at Penn State, and like Penn State, like it, it just hasn't really affected it, mm-hmm. right? Like Penn Penn State has yeah. been a scummy, scummy program. Yeah. Yeah. Um, also, I can't wait. I had an idea when I when I announce what college team I'm going to support. We should do it like a freaking signing day, and I can't wait for it. Um, but yeah, <laughs> like it's it, it just it's. Uh, I don't th- I don't think it hurts his draft stock that much. I, I feel like this is one that we can talk about closer to the draft day, but um, yep. Yeah, I think um, so. Like in that case, I don't think he makes it to 15. But well, yeah. I'll, I'll have, I haven't again. I've done my research. I have to look at all the team's needs and what's going on and post free agency. Got to get so, the whiteboards out. Oh my god, I have my whiteboard right here. It's all ready to go. <laughs> uh, it's good. It's going to be exciting. So, anyways, like he said, um, I, I, I'm I'm very excited to see the return to the the twin tight end set with Janu and Hunter. Because a lot of the experts were really chirping the Patriots for their free agency and said it was very weak and um, they had the money to go shop at Gucci, but they went to Target instead. Um, (laughs) I'm like, well, like, you don't need Galladay or T.Y. Hilton if you're running twin tight ends. Like, it kind of defeats the purpose. Like, they're... You also saw Julian Edelman. I know, you got Edelman coming back from injury. Yes, he's not as fast and as agile as he once was, but he still has that fire in him. He's still reliable he's still going to compete like a dog um hope and you got to hope that like jacoby myers Nikhil harry take a bit of a step and then hopefully Aguilar can uh, they got Aguilar, they got um what's his face kendrick Bourne from san fran hopefully they can you know that Aguilar can have a somewhat of a repeat season because he kind of balled out in vegas last year um have hopefully kendrick Bourne's like a speedster right is that, is that correct yes Hopefully he can, yeah, provide if they want to do a deep shot, he can be there. Um, I think they're going to just turn more into just a running team that can very utilize, um, uh, what's it called, play action and hit a tight end at the seam like they did with Gronk or they can hit someone on a, on a, on a post because the other team has to bring a safe, safety down to stop the run. Because the pay, they brought in Trent Brown by trade. I think this is one of the best offensive lines in the league. So... I think they're really just going to let Damian Harris do his thing. He was on pace for 1,200 rushing yards last year um, before he got injured. So I think just run the ball, run the ball, play action. Uh, um, a bunch of options with Cam. He they, they really let him run last year. So I think let him do it again and just power run, power run. But then you also have the receiving weapons to uh, get stuff done. And they brought back James White. So lots of options. Yeah. It, uh, I, also, don't forget – Cam, he's if uh, a healthy Cam. I've said this for the entirety of the podcast. Since this podcast has come out, we have yet to see healthy Cam. But a healthy Cam Newton yeah. is a talented quarterback. So hopefully, hopefully, he gets it going this year. It uh, it continues. Oh, it continues to blow my mind every single year that these analysts like doubt Bill Belichick, and I think it's gotten worse. Like with last year, what happened. But, like, I don't yeah. think people understand that, like, when Bill goes into free agency, like, he gets exactly what he wants. Like, he knows what he wants. And it's, like, regardless yeah. of what kind of grade you give him on his free agency, he's smiling. Like, he wants the analyst to say, like, oh, this yeah. is going to be a bad Patriots team next year because they went out and got two tight ends when, realistically, these two tight ends are going to be doing exactly what he wants. Like, because 
as you know, like two tight end sets aren't meant for deep threat offenses. So it's going to be, it's going to be a lot of, we're going to be like seeing a Patriots team dink and dunk their way down a field to a Super Bowl. So, and especially if you add a Waddle or something or Devonta Smith and he puts on 10 pounds before the season starts, or those are the, those are the wide outs that can, they can hit those play action posts, just breaking ankles, breaking up the, you know, breaking, busting a big one, you know? Um, I think, cause I think the offense is pretty good as it is, but then you add a top receiver in this draft. I think, uh, I think that's scary or, or Parsons or something that could compliment Hightower and be that third down blitzing back. Like I just, mm-hmm. possibilities are in this here. So, but that's and the they thing. also got Matt, Matt on as well. Just mm-hmm. FYI. Yeah, but that's the thing. Like, you don't want Cam to be holding onto that ball unless he's running it. Like, you want the ball out of his hands, like, ASAP. And that's exactly what a two tight end set is going to do. Julian yeah. Edelman, we all know, like, he's he's a great route runner. He's not the fastest guy on the field, but he's reliable. And then, as you were saying, like, if you get a guy like uh, Jalen Waddle or Devonta Smith, like, they're going to be able to take the ball and they're going to run with it, right? So that's, that's exactly yeah. what you need in an offense like that, so they're able to get one of those two guys that's that's going to be a little bit scary yeah i'm i'm literally like i'm literally okay with anything if they if they do get parsons okay great our defense is 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 booming if we get a elite playmaker on offense great you know another weapon for cam we can score some points for once in our two years because cam had like three passing touchdowns <laughs> last year so <laughs> anyways i didn't mean okay, to long like, you bring discussion. back dante hightower as well dante I don't hightower yeah, and then he comes back. And we we lose Patrick Chung at strong safety, but you bring in Jalen Mills to compete with Kyle Duggar and um, Adrian Phillips. And I think, you know, that'll be a fun little competition there for how they want to play the strong safety position. So that'll be fun. I hope Duggar balls out. I like him. D3 guys, like the, the, the non D1 guys, I always have a soft spot in my heart. Yeah, freaking <laughs> Bill trades up in like the second <laughs> round at D3 guy. I'm like, what? Yeah, like he's pretty cool Lenore but that's Ryan, kind of what i, I mean it. like as a patriots fan you see that and you're not even worried about it you just know it's gonna like work out right like yeah, yeah, the, any the, other the other 31 teams in the league are like oh my goodness he yeah. just found another hall of famer <laughs> oh like, yeah they're they're like oh my Shit. goodness what have we done why'd we let him do that Bill travels himself to like these small little communities and he'll just attend their workout by himself <laughs> in, the rain, in the rain uh, i forget what player that was that he did Tyshawn walker yeah um but it's just it's just so funny and you just don't see i mean that's i guess what that's what happens when you have like a mastermind head coach who's also the gm and he has you know it's just you don't see other gms doing that or it's like it's also really funny with him like that player tyshawn walker that you mentioned apparently there was like 12 other nfl teams that became interested in him (laughs) after bill went to his workout just because bill was there that like that's the NFL equivalent of a sonk because like he didn't take him. <laughs> well, because like, that sonked out twelve teams. That that's probably what he does at this point. Like he just goes to random workouts with like the intention of like two of them being on his radar, but like actually just like <laughs> taking everyone else away. Yet like Bill has these like sleeper agents for like uh, <laughs> scouts that are there wearing like Chiefs jackets and stuff <laughs> to like throw everyone off. So it's like, oh, the Chiefs were here. It's like, no, those are Bill's boys. <laughs> those are not the Chiefs. <laughs> yeah, 
for real anyways that's a i didn't want to go that long and we had again we, we just good good talking points there um i guess we'll we'll get bad boy in the mix um how tell me about the packers oh i'm just absolutely vibing here um it's I'm fun sorry. to sit back and listen without having to talk a bunch it's nice to, it's nice to listen um i'm just you know watching the pens game vibe and listen to you guys talk and uh um the Pens have uh, apparently fielded uh, Crosby's line and the Wilkes Bar Scranton Penguins, so uh, this should be good. Do you want to say vibes <laughs> one more time? Yeah, I'm vibing. <laughs> it's a vi- you don't understand what vibe is. Apparently, it's it's a it's a state of mind, a state of being. A vibe. State of being, absolutely. I like vibing. Um, yeah, Penguins are sorry, Packers for sure. Yeah, um... <laughs> either one, man. To be honest, either one. Well, with the Penguins, they, I mean, like I said, they're 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 putting the Wilkes Bar Scranton Penguins out there with Crosby and his line, and, and that's pretty much what you get. And um, with the Packers, uh, yeah, you take the team from last year, you subtract Jamal Williams and Corey Lindsley, and then you have the team this year. Um, so that was the <laughs> Packers' uh, free agency outlook. Um, you, can, you can move on to the Bears. I'm um, also Aiden. I wanted to say way back. It, does it make you mad that the Carolina Panthers went to the Super Bowl? did a full rebuild and then are now getting good again. Uh, in the meantime, the bears had never been good. Does that, does that bother you? <laughs> no, <laughs> I, I was about to say, I, I I can say a lot about that super bowl. They went to a super bowl. Oh, yeah, they, they, got, show, they, got they, they were there, they were there, but did they actually show up to it? Well, at least they got, there, they though. probably, they probably could have just put their equipment out on the field and it yeah, would have yeah. been comparable. Like that man. No, they I wasn't also, trying to. I wasn't trying to do team, you yeah. like that. It was more just like we we saw how that game went. There's an infamous picture of the current uh, Patriots quarterback that we can we can pull back up, but we won't. Like, I mean, so like, but here, here my 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 general idea was that like at this point, like Carolina is was good, went through a rebuild, and now mm-hmm. is good again. Like I, at this point, I would take the Panthers squad over over the Bears, and that's like the easiest decision I've ever made in my life. That's fair. Um, they I, like I like too. what I'm trying to say is like the the Bears haven't done a good job in their draft develop. They gave up a ton of shit for Khalil Mack, and he's obviously good. He's he's one of the best at what he does, but he's only one player. And the Panthers are putting together like a really good, solid, all around squad. What they need um is a is a really good quarter quarterback, and then honestly they'll be really good because now that they have a stopgap quarterback, obviously right now, so they got to figure out who their quarterback of the future is. Um. Yeah. I mean, other than that, yeah, Packers. They they lost uh, the best center in the league, and they lost their uh, second running back, and then uh, they did nothing else. So they re-signed uh, the guy that that uh, single-handedly um, gave up three touchdowns in the NFC Championship game. We we never thought that would happen, but hey, here we are. Um, <laughs> he resigning. He resigning. Yeah, only, um, only up here. <laughs> but if if I was completely honest, like I texted the group chat, I was like, I wouldn't be surprised if they re-signed King because I had heard nothing about his market, heard absolutely nothing, which is which is rare for cornerbacks because it's such a uh, like a premium position on the defense. Um, like you hear, I mean, even you hear like there was a market for uh, Adderie Jackson or however you pronounce his name, Adore. My bad. Yeah, but he's pretty solid. Yeah. Um, st- like Kyle Fuller was all throughout the news, like trending on Twitter and stuff, like. You didn't see anything about Kevin King, and he's like a solid second quarterback or cornerback for the most part. Um, the problem is when you have like a guy like Jair on the other side, it just makes the other guy look like so like incomparable essentially. Um, 
but yeah, I, I wouldn't wasn't surprised at all that they re-signed him. Like it's just the familiarity with the, with like the team and the defense and the locker room that that probably got him back in the door. It, also on a rel- probably a cheap contract. Uh, we don't really know the details yet, but it's probably cheap. Evans, it's Better like be- uh, it's no, it's like six or eight. Oh, yeah. Unless you mean like this year guarantee, but I think that's no, I think I yet. think uh, yeah, but people are saying that like uh, there's uh, incentives built into that deal, so only if he reaches a certain amount of something or like uh, a certain amount of like one thing or another will he actually get the full amount that was <laughs> said in in the, in the news. I think yeah, it's, um, it's one year, one eight million is it one year six million. Um, yeah. Ryan, Ryan, what's uh, what's Josh Jackson saying? He was one of my favorite cornerbacks in his draft class. I know he went to the Panthers. I think it was in the same class as Jair Alexander, actually. Um, yeah, he's well. Yeah, he was. Yeah, actually, funnily enough, you guys were talking about like how Bill Belichick just finds steals. Like, like you said, he he drafted uh, or traded up to get someone that nobody had heard of. Well, the Packers traded up to get Jair, and he was considered like the I don't know fifth or sixth best cornerback in his draft. And look at him now. So it really yep. doesn't really matter how people are ranked. Um, uh, Josh Jackson has been stuck um, in the depth chart, obviously behind Jair and King. Um, and uh, I think they wanted to keep him on the outside because he wasn't really that good in the slot, so he couldn't play in the slot, which was keeping him down the depth chart. Um, he was playing special teams. I don't know. I think I think he just got kind of lost in the mix. A lot of people were saying that he could benefit by you know getting traded to another team that would give him a, a full opportunity. Um, and that that probably still is true. Um, I think he's talented. He just never really developed into what they were thinking he was going to. Fair enough. Yeah. I liked him at Iowa. He had a lot of like crazy interceptions. Remember that yeah, one-handed a... one where he was just like flailing around and just snags a ball with one hand? Better than the Odell catch, just saying. Yeah, he's a he's a he's a ball hawk, but like if you don't like I think the problem is like he maybe he just didn't fit into the scheme or like he just wasn't given a chance to like I don't know, kind of show that ball hawking skill. And it's not like Jair's like this massive interception machine. Um as you don't well. have to it, be. No, like I think he was just stuck behind Kevin King and, and uh Jair and and then I mean that's that once you're in the depth chart, it's it's tough to get out, especially when those guys are ahead of you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, well, so we'll see uh, that's what you do in the draft and um who who's there and uh yeah, well, the I would be genuinely surprised if a, I'd say a cornerback, uh, or a linebacker, or a wide receiver wasn't in like the top two picks. Like those are like the main needs. Also, defensive line. Um, I don't know what they're looking at for people for him though. There's a really good Tulsa linebacker, I believe, Zaven Collins. I think his name is that the Packers have been looking at, and I, I, he's like a off-ball linebacker, like sideline to sideline speed build type linebacker that they desperately need so hopefully they go and get him also that that washington cornerback uh and also uh the florida state cornerback are like the top three people that i think they've looked at a lot of uh a lot of names there we'll we'll get more specific when we uh well we'll actually have some name first and last names there for uh, our draft episode and we'll put together a Nice, nice little preview for all our homies and do our mock drafts and see who um, has the closest. It's going to be very exciting. Very, very, very exciting. And the Bears have picked 20 in that draft. So, um, Aiden, uh, how was your free agency? I know you, you lost some people, got well, some people. 
to happen. Yeah, I mean, so before we like go into the free agency, I just want to talk about how like just completely unprovoked Ryan just chose violence against me and the Bears. Just like, wow, where did that even come from? Yeah, where did it come from? I wonder. Uh, was it a tweet? Was it a random tweet that came okay, my way? Wait, no, 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 today? no, no, no. Okay, wait, 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 wait. Before before we talk, I already got my roasting from that one tweet. I had all three of you in there somehow. Okay. I wasn't roasting. I was generally saying you could become a Packers fan and no one would bat an eye. Everybody understands how oh. shit the front office is from the Bears. Oh, that was it. yeah. I yeah, was being I was being generous. <laughs> and then you come my way with this, what you, with his like hey, once again once again the just offer stands on twitter the uh, okay no i got toasted the offer still stands by the way if you buy me a cheese hat i will consider it not a hundred percent but i will consider it so um, so what you're gonna you're gonna finesse me for a cheese hat and then say no <laughs> yeah yeah i kind of just i kind of just want a cheese hat i'm not gonna lie i'm not like i but like the thing is, I don't hate the Packers by any means. Like, no, I don't, I don't honestly, like the but like, they're rivals. It's like a good rivalry. No, no, no. The, I know. It's the oldest rivalry. Honestly, I hate anymore. I hate the Vikings more than anyone else. But um, so sorry, I'll get into this. But so, uh, anyways, we had some mention of the double doink earlier. So another big move uh, was that the Bears locked up Cairo Santos uh, on a five-year deal. So. Uh, that's pretty unreal. So, I mean, uh, I know the double doink jokes will probably keep coming for the next little bit, but uh, I mean, mm-hmm. Cairo's automatic. We know this. We know this. Like, this I don't, I don't, an absolute stud. It, people might think you're joking, but I don't think people understand the seriousness of a steady kicking or a steady kicker for the Bears. No, no, no. I haven't and had so, that in years. That's the thing. Like, it's, it's true. Like, really, like, uh, like the bears haven't had a steady kicker for a while and you're correct to say that and i mean that's the thing they found cairo santos who was really really good last year so uh good on them for locking and like brady made mention of that earlier that like for any team like not just a team that had that's had kicking problems for any team like a steady reliable kicker is huge and uh, like Pat O'Donnell, also like a punter, we're gonna be needing a punter a lot next season. So uh, signing <laughs> Pat O'Donnell for a one-year extension, very good move, very good move. Um, punters are important too, and you saw KC was rocking with their rookie punter last year, Super Bowl. <laughs> he had two twenty-yard punts. Punters are people too. Okay. Punters are people too for the brand, baby. Um. So. I'm going to talk, I'm not going to talk about like a lot of the depth moves. I want to kind of spend some time on like the uh, bigger moves that we saw from the bears this off season. So the first one we got to talk about is going to lead into the first free agent signing. I want to talk about. So uh, the release of Kyle Fuller, who was on the market for roughly 34 minutes. I think it was um, before the heat Broncos picked him up. So. I bet you he wasn't even even on the market. The Broncos had probably talked to him before. Oh, it. yeah, yeah. I guarantee. The 34 minutes as... was them processing the paperwork. Yeah, yeah. No, like 100%. And I think um like I I still love Kyle Fuller. Like I think he's amazing. Um I think the move to free up the cap space was like really good, but um I think how they went and spent that cap is a little bit questionable but we'll talk about that but uh so basically to uh fill Kyle Fuller's spot they brought in Desmond Trufant um 
30-year-old corner, was really good on Atlanta. Um, honestly, like I didn't hear too much about him on Detroit, which could either be uh, good or good bad. It, it, that's the thing. For a corner, you'd think it's a good thing. But being on the Lions, like it's a little bit questionable. Like, I don't know. You know, you know he's like he's getting up there in age, but like, so was Fuller. Like Fuller was 29, I think, uh, Trufant's 30. So, uh, one year difference, they signed him to a one year deal. So, I mean, hopefully that means he won't be around for long. And then you've got, uh, Jalen Johnson, who's a good number two, okay. uh, Kendall Vildor, um, not a big name by any means, but like, and I honestly wouldn't even say he's a great corner. <laughs> like he's not, but like he's young. And that's like, if he's young, he puts in the work, like who knows, right? Like who knows what might happen to him? Um, this is in my opinion, a, a decently important like depth signing, but uh, Jeremiah Tachu, who's like a name, like if you, if you've been paying attention to the NFL for a little bit, you know who di- like Jeremiah Tachu is. He's pretty much been uh, like a, solid career backup player like he's never been an all-star but um i'm i believe he played for arizona for quite a while and then kind of moved around after that Uh, i remember seeing him on the chargers as well Um, but his most recent team was denver and then he's coming back to chicago um so that's kind of nice that they got some depth i think um when you're spending so much money on robert quinn though who is I think he's 31 or 32 years old. It's kind of questionable that you'd go out and spend more money on Jeremiah Atachu, but they did play Barkevis Mingo quite a bit. Um, they lost him this off season. So uh, it's a pretty big upgrade that they got Jeremiah Atachu. Um, and I kind of want to spend a little bit of time talking about their most recent uh, free agent signing, who was uh, Damian Williams. So obviously we all know Damian Williams. He was forced to be reckoned with uh, when the Chiefs won the Super Bowl against the 49ers. But I- I'm not going to lie, I'm scratching my head a little bit on this one. Um, like, if you look at, I'm not saying the, I'm not saying the Bears have the best running backs in the league because they don't by any means. Like, David Montgomery, as much as I love him, as biased as I am towards him, he's not, like, he's a, he's a, I personally think he has the ability to be a top 10 running back, but I don't think he's like, He's not a top five running back. Like his stats were really good last year, but um, Tariq Cohen coming back for this season, like he's coming back off injury. Who knows what might happen? They might be trying to limit his load. That could be the possibility for bringing in Damian Williams. But it just, it, it it's a weird signing to make when there's a lot of needs and when you have a guy like Sherman on the market. Um, I see the problem in bringing in a guy like Sherman um, because then you'd have two older, like slower corners and then, uh, Jalen Johnson kind of picking up the rear. Um, so it would just be, it, it would be weird to bring Sherman in, but I think it would make a lot more sense. I think Damian Williams is going to be in like a, he's going to be in a third down back role. Like he's going to be that, um, he's going to be there for the dump off passes when the, uh, uh, well, the red rocket <laughs> is getting hit on every single passing play because we know that's going to happen. But so now that leads me into probably the biggest meme signing of this off season around the NFL. And that's Andy Dalton being signed on a one year deal to the bears. So part of me likes this a lot, but part of me doesn't. The reason I like it 
is because you're getting a decent experienced quarterback, which is something that the bears. I'm not going to, I don't want to say lacked because like you look at Foles, but like the Foles experiment, like burned terribly. He was, he was actually very bad. Like he was horrible. And then you've had Mitch, who's been like the quarterback for four years now, who like he played really well in his first year, eh, in his second year, somehow still made a Pro Bowl, I think. And then just like declined so bad after that. So uh, they bring in Foles and I guess the failed quarterback experiment continues because Andy Dalton's going to be the starter now with Nick Foles sitting behind him. So again, like it's, it's a big question. Like, are they going to try to go after a quarterback at uh, 20 with like all these different needs? Because if you look at their offensive line, like they've, they've got some aged players. Um, They let go of Bobby Massey. So personally, I think that was a really good move. They saved some cap space. Bobby Massey wasn't that great, but you've got uh, Charles Leno Jr. Who I believe is 30 years old. He's getting up there, but I think two guys on the Chicago offensive line that are going to be um, really good for next season, like whether they be depth. I know Sam Mustafa is starting, who I think like just an unbelievable find as an undrafted free agent. He played at Notre Dame with uh, Quentin Nelson, and Quentin Nelson was like, I was like, obviously he was the best guy on that line, but he said like, a close number two was Sam Mustafer. So I think that's awesome that he's going to be starting at center next season for the Chicago bears. Um, another guy is Alex bars who again was on that same offensive line um, at Notre Dame with uh, Sam Mustafer and Quentin Nelson. So um, obviously I know just playing with Quentin Nelson doesn't make you better, but that offensive line was really good. Um, and of course, we all know that the Bears placed their franchise tag on Allen Robinson. So he signed it recently. That's a good sign. But like, if <laughs> that's the thing, if we're worried about whether he was even going to sign it in the first place, that's um, <laughs> that tells quite a bit. So I, I think I think it's going to prove to be really tough to get him back in future years, which is kind of sad. Like, I kind of wish they just cut their losses maybe sign Mitch to like a longer, like more cap friendly deal. Like didn't bring in Andy Dalton, um, save some money at quarterback. Didn't bring in Damian Will. Like they probably would have had the money to sign Allen Robinson to a long-term deal. Right. Like I, I don't think he deserved exactly what he was asking for, but like they probably could have met him somewhere in the middle and brought him back for a long amount of time. So I mean, I'd say those are kind of the big moves. Um, I don't know why. I I do want to talk about this one, but I don't know why. But like, I kind of felt sad when uh, Mitch signed with the Bills. Like, that's that's gonna be a little bit weird. Like, I don't I don't know I, about that one. It, it makes sense for the Bills. Like, I like I love like say what you want about Mitch, but he's not the worst quarterback in the league. No, and. No the bills it makes sense because they're like according to them and some other people they're you know they're they're they want to win the super bowl like they're a super bowl team is what they think Mm -hmm. you know they can they can compete for the super bowl and to do that you need a you need a decent backup because if anything happens to josh allen let's say you need a competent backup to be able to go in there and, and win you those games um and jake Fromm might not have been that guy or um whoever else they had, uh, Matt Barkley or whoever. 
Um, so I think they're looking at the team. It's like, hey, if anything happens to our run, run like scramble heavy quarterback, um, worst case scenario, you know, Allen has to miss whatever amount of time. You get Trubisky in there, who can, you know, he can he can win some games for sure with with yep. um with that team. So <laughs> you I had think to pause there before saying that. So <laughs> yeah. It's only two and a half million bucks, I believe, for for Trubisky. So, um, nothing, nothing for Buffalo, and you, you get a great backup, and maybe it'll push him harder to, you know, you know, work hard so he can get a better contract with a different team next year. I don't know. I mean, I no, so like when you oh, said, sorry, go ahead. no, when you said, um, you know, if 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 Josh Allen gets hurt, uh, they need a guy that's gonna go in there and <laughs> win those games, and I thought you were gonna be like. And Trubisky's not that guy. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, I was going to say, like, he's got it. He's got it not, though. If the one thing that Trubisky has is, is experience, then that could be useful if they ever run into that situation. That's just, that's the one thing. I think that's what I mean like, when yeah. compared to Jake Paul, like a, a rookie who's, we don't even know how good he is. Like, um, you just, you just want you want experience coming coming in like with the New Orleans Saints. Jameis Winston goes in. Okay, we have an experienced quarterback, or Andy Dalton with the Cowboys, or whoever you know, whoever. Well, like, well, if you well specifically with Jamie, like Jameis, I think if you can, uh, if they figure out a way to cut down his interception ratio, he'd actually be a pretty efficient, like, or or sorry, top. I don't know, like top half of the league quarterback like mm-hmm. a stable quarterback like his his major downfall is, is interceptions but he can definitely throw a touchdown that's but not think, the issue there i he led think, the league in passing yards so and touchdowns one year as yeah. well as interceptions um but well like, yeah wait that was so sorry winston right yeah like he yeah he in the same year he led the league in touchdowns yards and interceptions like all three categories it wasn't even like oh he had 16 interceptions like that's yeah, over like, 15 a lot he had yeah, 30 he, he doubled like second like, place like that was of those were pick sixes and like and it was pick you know sixes what? like they what, what what the best thing for him was probably getting to sit and watch Drew Brees cuz he Drew Brees is um, probably well, if not the first, the second most efficient passer in, in history, right? Like, like com- completion percentage, like wise, mm-hmm. um, he's got to be way up there. Did you see him like talking? Like recently, uh, an interview was kind yeah. of conducted about him, like talking to Drew Brees, and like, um, they basically asked him because, like, you know how there's that. Well, there it was going around after the Saints game, like when they lost, because like everyone expected yeah. it to be Brees' last game, and Brees kind of like tapped. Uh, I'll call him Jabu. That's his. That's his Instagram <laughs> handle. That's I've been calling him that for so. Like Keish and I have been calling him that for so long. But like, um, like he kind of tapped Jabu on the chest, and he was like, it looked like he said, "This is your team now." So essentially, uh, the interviewer asked like, uh, Jameis, like, what did Breeze say to you there? Like, did he say like, "This is your team now"? And like, um, he. I don't know if it was just a really long way to like avoid the question, but he, he essentially went into like a tangent, like not a bat, like he was like crying. Like he was like, um, like drew doesn't even know how much he means to me and my family. So like, if you see something like that, like you got to know, like there was some like genuine, like leadership and mentoring going on there. So I, I'm kind of scared. Like Sean Payton definitely has a plan for Jameis Winston 
and with the way that he like he's like transformed his body like he cut down so much on weight he got the lasik surgery like i'm scared to see what this guy can do and the fact that well, he has I mean, tasted watch. like he's tasted the playoffs now he threw a touchdown in a playoff game and i know that doesn't sound like a lot but he's going to have motivation to go back and do the same thing well yeah i mean but you get to sit and watch one of the best quarterbacks of all time work and what he does day in and day out like leading a team like like winston came in and he was like you know like a young kid leading the bucks who were not as good as they are now but um like he he was just throwing haymakers every play that's all he did um but i mean you watch the the surgical efficiency of 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 uh, drew Brees, and maybe you learn a couple things um, what I was going to say about the Bears offseason, uh, or yeah, our free agency specifically, is that it, it just seems to me like that um, that the Bears right now are in like a let's stay relevant mode. Um, like a, it, like they pick up a couple players of stop gaps. Like, and, and, like Dalton is a stopgap quarterback. Um, obviously, they got to pick their next uh, like franchise quarterback still. Um, it just seems like they want to stay just a, like just enough relevant that their players don't hate playing there and people still want to watch them while they while they turn into hopefully a quick rebuild uh, in their eyes. Like they still have a really good defense. Like they're probably going to be second in the NFC North. The, like the the Detroit is is absolutely useless at everything. Um, the Vikings have a lot of deficiencies on the defense. Uh, defensive side of the ball like they're probably still going to be second so people are going to still want to watch them and they'll play the Packers hard as they always do it's just about staying relevant until they can figure out what their next steps are that's what it seems like to me Chicago's Anyways. front step like their front seven is I, I don't know and this is going to sound so weird because like um, I wouldn't say they're necessarily underrated but for like who is in that front seven like they are criminally underrated I think like if you look at who they still have in that front seven, they've got Akeem Hicks, Eddie Goldman, Bilal Nichols. And that's a big name that they did not have last year. They didn't have Bilal Nichols. So him coming back, that's a huge piece. They got Khalil Mack, Roquan Smith, Danny Trevathan, and Robert Quinn. Like those well, are I mean, you, some big names. Yeah. You can talk all you want about Khalil Mack and yeah, he's like one of the best uh, rushers in the league. He's elite at everything. But Akeem Hicks is probably the most effective player on that defense, I'd say. So he's I mean, the best player on that defense, I think. I'm I'm gonna I don't see that's the thing. I don't even think he is the well, I, I was gonna say he's probably the third best player on that defense. I would Rokon, say like, I would say he, it's he, Khalil he, Mack. Khalil Mack level? Khalil Mack, in my opinion, is still like a top three edge rusher in the NFL. And the reason I'm saying top three is because, yes, TJ Watt is better, but skill-wise, if you look at what people in, like, actual NFL players that go up against Khalil Mack, if you look at what they say about the guy, like, it is harder to find someone better. Plus, Khalil, so, like, I'm not trying to, like, flood in excuses for the guy because, like, obviously I'm biased. The guy's my favorite player. Like, if he goes somewhere else, I'm going to be heartbroken, but, like, realistically he was playing hurt last season and not only that wherever he is on the field he is going to be double teamed there's no way around it right and when he's not he's in the back like and the, i think that's the only reason 
well, not the only reason, but that is one of the largest reasons that Akeem Hicks has the success that he has. Uh, you could argue both ways. It's the same, like, you could say that, like, wow, the, the Rams edge rushers are so good, but that's because Aaron Donald pulls everything to the inside. And I know it's not the exact same thing. Aaron Donald's obviously who he is. But Akeem Hicks does a lot that people have no idea that he does. Like No, no, no. He but eats like double that's, triple teams all day long. But that's the thing. I don't think he doesn't do it nearly as much as like Khalil Mack does. But his ability to play the interior run is like unbelievable. Like Akeem Hicks by himself will make a run defense good. But as a pass rusher, yeah. I, I still think he's like a talented pass rusher. But he would not be what he is now as a pass rusher without um, Eddie Goldman, Bilal Nichols, Cleo Mack, and Robert Quinn on that same line. So, yeah, but I'm just like, you don't have to be a pass rusher to be a, the best player on your defense. And like, that goes for anybody. Like, Kenny Clark is, well, Jair is really good as well, but Kenny Clark's argu- arguably this first or second best player on the Packers defense. And that's because he does, he's the only person that does the job that he does on his team. Like nobody's nearly as good at it as he is. He just eats double teams, uh, stops the run, and he's a pretty good pass rusher too. But um, yeah, I, I, I love Akeem Hicks. I think that I was so excited when I heard that he might be leaving the Bears because like I, I genuinely think that the Packers, even though they did nothing in free agency, they would be all in on Akeem Hicks. Like they need a defensive lineman or another defensive lineman nose tackle type player to pair with Kenny Clark and that would be like the dream dream scenario he's they so wouldn't, good yeah they wouldn't cut like I know I said they might earlier and like I thought the Angelo Blackson signing was like kind of a precursor to uh possibly cutting Akeem Hicks but I think if they got a good enough offer they would have traded him but like they know his value right like they love him and I know Akeem Hicks enjoys being on the Bears like I know he wants to be a Bear but the problem was like they weren't helping him in any way right like they weren't meeting him halfway which is understandable but he's also not he's not a super young guy like he's not going to be able to get the value that he thinks he deserves um as he would like a few years ago so i think when you when you look at it that way like it's it's an interesting situation but um I definitely think we should uh, go into some of the bigger free agents that signed this offseason just in the interest of time. Sure. Yeah. We get we get we get carried away with our teams. So, <laughs> yes, yeah. yes. Well, if there's one if there's a, a one player that I in the league that I would pick to snag, well, I mean that's not a premium player obviously like Aaron Donald or TJ Watt. Um it would definitely be Akeem Hicks. Like I would snag him in a heartbeat. He would do wonders for that Green Day defense. Oh yeah. Instead, they it makes will... me sick just thinking about it. How good they'd be. <laughs> it will need to be run up on, which I'm okay with. <laughs> um, I think I guess my point was with with the Bears is it's not as bad as it seems, and like this is like this team is like a hodgepodge patchwork team, but they're what they're trying to do is they're trying to like bridge uh, the gap between like uh, what their future team's gonna look like in this one, so. I just think that people are kind of overblowing it in the media right now. Yeah, I mean, we'll we'll, we'll, see. Okay. we'll 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 see. We'll see. Maybe they can redeem themselves. Um, yeah, I'll just run through all all the kind of relevant free agents real quick, and then maybe you can say your favorite signing or something like that, or the biggest impact, like the biggest free agent who you think will have an impact with their new team, maybe. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I'll give you a couple of minutes to think about that while I rifle through them. So we've got Bud Dupree of Tennessee, five years, $16.5 million per year. Uh, Kenny Galladay goes to the Giants, four years, $18 million per year. Um, they also got Kyle Rudolph at two years, $6 million per year. Uh, Ryan's guy, Lindsley, best center in the league. He goes to Chargers, five years, 12 and a half per year. Um, he will be, what's it called? He will be helping keep Justin Herbert up. So I think that's a great move for the Chargers to. Uh, um, yeah, the Chargers love the uh, the old Packers O-lineman, eh? <laughs> They're, they'll, well, like, they went seven and nine last year. And I think they, and a lot of those losses were like so, such close games. So I think protect Herbert a bit more and, you know, have, have, a, have a healthier defense and you can see a good Chargers team next year. Um, Trey Hendrickson, uh, the Saints beast on the D line. He goes to Cincinnati for four years, 15 million bucks a year. Uh, Corey Davis goes to the Jets, three years. Cincinnati signing the wrong lineman. <laughs> well, <laughs> Hopefully they get Pineo Sewell. Um, they know that guy doesn't play offensive line, line, right? Like they didn't just mix it up. Well, they, I don't know. They, they, they need lost. offensive linemen so bad. It's ridiculous. They lost, they lost Lawson, I think, right? I don't know. He was, was he on the Bengals last year? Yes. Hendrickson's a stud. I'll say that. He's so yeah. good. Do you uh, think he'll be just as good next year, though? Just quickly? I mean, or we'll do you see. think like his numbers were inflated? Like he was playing against like, with Cam Jordan and like he, a bunch of really good players. Yeah, well, but that's the thing. Like he wasn't anything. I wouldn't say he was anything special before. He was a good depth player, but like this year, he kind of like really, really like he did what he needed to do in his contract year. I'll put it that like, way. Like what what he reminds me of is like Kyle Kyler Fackrell a little bit. Like he had like Kyler Fackrell in his in his contract season had like a ton of sacks. Like I think it was like nine or ten on the Packers mm-hmm. then he signed a big deal and and with the Giants and he didn't do as well and like th- those things happen but like that's just yeah. kind of the vibe that I get from that yep. like when you're well, playing with a bunch of really good guys like like on the Saints defense it's I mean it's easier obviously mm-hmm. a lot of it is just like what scheme you play in and um uh you know what, what kind of stunts the D-line does and uh the players on the line um sometimes players just they you just have those random random years like you got Shaq Barrett who had like 20 freaking sacks two years ago um that happens sometimes but it's well, weird eh like it's kind of seems like the league as a whole gets a ton of sacks or they don't get a ton of sacks like there's some years where like 13 is the most and there's some years where 21 is the most like Aaron Donald had like 22 or something like that a couple years mm-hmm. ago yeah but whatever uh yeah Corey Davis the Jets three years 12 and a half uh Shaq Griffin Goes to the Jaguars, three years, thirteen point three million per year. JJ Watt to Arizona, two years, fourteen million a year. Uh, Curtis Samuel goes to the Washington Football Team, three years, eleven and a half per year. Uh, Yannick Ngakwe goes to the Vegas, let's say Vegas Golden Knights. That's not right. Vegas Raiders, <laughs> uh, two years, thirteen million, thirteen million. I would have pay to see that. Uh, already talked about Fuller. Uh, William Fuller, who goes to Miami for ten and a half per year. Uh, Fitz Magic, Washington football team, one year, ten million. Same with the Red Rocket, t- one year, ten million. Um, is is Fitz Magic like the starting QB, or is freaking Heineke gonna? I think they're gonna fight for it. Yeah, I, 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 I think Fitz was like the best person. Fitz Magic's probably gonna start. Oh, they'll go sixteen. I mean, seventeen to know if they do, but 
Heineke <laughs> looks like he, he deserves a deserves a shot. I think hopefully they can compete for it and this magic can mentor him and we'll we'll see the new Mahomes. Um give the Bucks the best uh scare there. Um Patrick Peterson, Minnesota one year, eighteen million. AJ Green, Arizona, one year, six million. Emmanuel Sanders, Buffalo, one year, six million. Keanu Neal, the new linebacker. Dallas Cowboys, one year, four million. Anthony Harris, Philadelphia, one year, four million. And Mitch Trubisky, we already talked about him. Buffalo, one year, two and a half million. So, um, those are some of the more notable free agents. There's obviously way more than that. And you know, Jacksonville got a bunch of people to uh, kickstart their new their new regime. Um, yeah, that's about it. Any, any anybody want to talk? There's about a couple. Uh, I was just gonna say, like, uh, we could we could quickly quick name week. a couple of the biggest really, names still out there really oh uh yeah you got i don't know yeah you got sherman ab fournette uh what's he got that, my main one was sherman um yeah i think he can still play i mean he had that injury a couple years ago but uh, they say he's fully recovered so i think he's fine yep i'm surprised he hasn't signed anywhere to be honest yeah he uh... represents himself so maybe he just wants to do it right Mm -hmm. well he's he's had like he's gone through contract stuff before i'm sure he like knows the ins and outs i'm sure he knows that if like he if he needs to sign with a team 100 percent, someone's gonna take him there's no there's no way that a team would not take him right if nothing else but for like the veteran presence and uh just if you you have the money and you need like a person at cornerback, why not? Like, there's no reason not to to sign him. Like, yeah, he's a little bit older, but he still wanted, like, he he was still the best player on one of the best defenses of all time. Like we were talking about, but he's yeah, still at this good. point. Like, he's still good. At this point, he's no. playing for his retirement fund. Like, he's just looking for a big contract to carry him through to retirement. Oh so. yeah, or yeah, or you know, looking for one last uh, Super Bowl on the way out type thing. Yeah, yeah it's I it's mean, any old true, player but... like. It reminds me a little bit of uh, Darrell Rivas at his end. Yeah, he's not as good as he used to be uh, by any means, but he's still a pretty good player. Yep. That's Even fair. with the Patriots, he was he was really good for us mm-hmm. when he went to the Patriots at the end. But we'll, we'll see. We'll update you when that happens. Um, I guess we've got the draft next now that free agency is concluding. So uh, get ready for that. Um, that's going to be tons of fun, lots of research. Uh, this draft's gonna be crazy. I think there's gonna be a lot of trades, a lot of, um, a lot of surprises, a lot of teams taking positions that we didn't think they would take. Teams giving up on their vet quarterbacks or young quarterbacks to get one of these awesome prospects. So, you're we're in for a treat, I think. <laughs> yeah, I can't wait. I I'm so excited for the draft, but I'm I'm so excited for our draft episode too. I always love doing oh, research yeah. for that one. So and um. Last year, we had to like kind of uh, FaceTime each other because um, we weren't able to get together for the draft. But this year, we are seemingly, so far, we are able to hang out for the draft. And so I, I just can't wait yeah. to get the honest Ryan. But uh, I can't wait for those live <laughs> reactions when we all our teams take very disappointing picks. And, uh, yeah, yeah, that's true. I'm just happy. Yeah. I'm honestly yeah. just happy I get to see a Bears player on day one. Like, that's what I'm excited yeah. for this year. So Packers trade up to get another quarterback. We'll 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 <laughs> we'll talk about that in our draft episode. But uh for well, now yeah. I think that's I think that's all we got for you for this episode. So thanks so much for listening. 
Uh, make sure to check us out on Instagram, Twitter, and Twitch at Case and Punt. Brady, you want to hit us with a sign-off? Yes, may your punts be high and down inside the 10. Good night, boys and girls. Let's go Kyle Lowry, Rocket for life.